Hello, everyone. So first, I just wanted to say thank you so much to all my new listeners. I really did not think that this many people would start listening, and I really appreciate it. So today, I have with me my great uncle, Barry. But before you assume that this is a matter of nepotism, he is actually quite interesting. And yeah, would you like to give a little introduction about yourself? Oh, well... There's not much to say. I'm uh, her mother's uncle, of course, and um, I'm an old man. I'm <laughs> 70, 74, <laughs> and um, I live on Whidbey Island, and it's just beautiful here. And I live here with my husband. Awesome. Okay, so let's start with everyone's favorite. So tell me just a little bit about your childhood where you grew up, all that. Okay, I, um, well, I grew up in um, Seattle, and I'm one of five kids. I have two brothers and two sisters, and um, I, uh, my two sisters are 14 years, or 14 months apart, each of them, for me. And then way down the line at 12, 12 13 years, I have two brothers. <laughs> and uh, the first three of us, of course, grew up in, in um, Skyway. And then we moved, um, moved around a couple of times and ended up living and going to school in Renton. Awesome. From there to the University of Washington. And um, that's that. I've uh, owned a couple of homes, and uh, we're living in, uh, like I said, on Whidbey Island. Now I'm enjoying the island life. <laughs> how was how was growing up? So your relationship with your parents, siblings, school. Um. Well, of course, I had issues here and there, but certainly none compared to the problems that a lot of kids have. And I had a, a basically a pretty, pretty good childhood, actually. Um, my folks weren't rich, but you know, I didn't realize that we, I never thought in terms of either having or not having money. And uh, I look back now and I think, I don't know how in the world um, they ever managed to afford the things that we needed and uh, still get by. So, but uh, it, was a, it was basically a, a happy childhood. Not yeah. much different than I would think and would hope that most, most kids have. Yeah. So, you are married to or with... Um, I I was married, Glenn and I have been together 48 years this oh, year. Wow. And uh, we married in, thir in 2013. And, was that uh, the year that it became legal? Or was that 2012? No, it became legal a couple of years before that. But I thought, you know, a lot of people went through a lot of trouble to, uh, so we could get married. 
And I thought there was really no downside to it. So uh, out of respect for Jeremy, at least, uh, I thought we should marry. So, uh, so we did. So how did you two meet? Um, in 1970, we met in 72, and uh, that was the height of um, sort of the gay bar situation. They were all over in what, what is now Pioneer Square, but there were literally dozens in Pioneer Square. And uh, that's what you do on, a, on an evening. <laughs> Um, I decided that uh, I wanted to go out, and so I uh, took the bus downtown. Got off early on. I didn't go take the bus all the way to the Pioneer Square because it was still early, and I thought, well, I'll spend some time just walking down there. And um, I waited at um, an intersection and started crossing, and this car came around the corner and honked at me. And uh, it really kind of ticked me off. <laughs> and so he pulled over to the side of the road and was laughing and found out that it was an old roommate of mine from college. <laughs> and he asked me where I was going and I told him and he said, okay, we are too. And uh, I got in the car and Glenn was in the car with him. And so uh, we sort of bar hopped all the evening, the two of us, Glenn and I. And uh, at the end of the, the evening, third wheel. <laughs> we, yeah, we found the third wheel and he drove us home. Lovely. It's the beginning of now. <laughs> yeah. So how old were you at this time? 26. 26, okay. Glenn was 21. <laughs> Big age gap. Scandalous. <laughs> In fact, that's what I told a friend of mine. Uh, <laughs> the next couple of days, I went to a friend of mine that I'd known for a very long time. And uh, I told him, you're going to think this is crazy, but, you know, I met this guy, but I don't know. I, I don't even want to tell you how young he is. <laughs> And when I told him, he said, oh, God, I thought you were going to tell me he was 14. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. So what was your first impression of him? Oh, it was very positive. <laughs> yeah. He looked like he was warm and just a nice guy. Yeah. At that time, that's, that's the best I could have hoped for, was a nice guy. All right, so um, tell me about like when you realized that you were gay and how that realization affected you. Pardon me? Um, when you realized that you were gay. Oh. Um, I, when I look back on it, I think I've been gay as long as I can remember. I can remember an incident back when I was six years old. 
which now that I look at it, I think to myself, oh yeah, okay. <laughs> um, but I didn't have a name for it. And uh, as I grew older, I still didn't have a name for it, but I also knew that it was probably not something I should be talking to anybody about. So I didn't. And uh, I was still under the impression or the belief that one of these days uh, I was gonna have to do my thing with the wife and kids and all that because I didn't think there was a choice. I didn't think there was anybody like me <laughs> out there. And remember when I was a kid, it was a lot different than it is today. Right. A lot different. Um, and anyway, I was, and what finally happened is, uh, when it happened, it was, uh, I was totally blindsided by it. It was something that I had met and we were spending time together and it just sort of happened. You know, I, I still wonder if I somehow made it happen, but I don't think so. I wasn't that, I wasn't that candy at the time. <laughs> and uh, I remember that after, after, it was incredible. It was like everything that I had hoped for but never dreamed of was now possible. Uh, because there was one person, one other person in the world. And that's all it really took. And then, of course, after that, there was the uh, usual heartbreak, uh, you know. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I was all by myself again. And I heard that there was a place downtown um, where all of these people, and I still consider myself one of them because, you know, when people talked about it, they talked about drag queens and all of this. I thought that's what gay was. And uh, so I went down. There was a place in Pioneer Square called Mrs. Peabody's. And it was downstairs. And... Um, I went there and I was walking back and forth, back and forth, in front of the door. I'm trying to get the courage to go in. <laughs> and, um, you didn't do anything? Pardon me? You all by yourself? Yes, all by myself. And I went in and uh, somebody opened the door for me and held it open and I thought, oh God, I gotta make a decision now, <laughs> like a fool. <laughs> and so I thanked him and walked inside. And I remember I walked in and I looked around and there was everybody that was in there looked just like me. Dressed the same way, looked the same way, except for a couple. Right. And I remember thinking, boy, everybody's come to this place to see what they look like. <laughs> Look how it even dawn on you that maybe they were just like you. Yeah, didn't dawn on me. 
it, of course, it all became clear by the time I left that night. <laughs> but uh, that was the beginning. And um, after that, I just sort of spent a long time trying to find out where I fit in, what crowd I fit in with. And um, that, that was that. Do you think you figured it out? Oh, I think I figured it out. <laughs> yeah. And um, one thing I will say, talking about the, the, what do you call it, intuition, mother's intuition. Uh, my mother told me, well, she, she asked me in, uh, if uh, I was gay. Because, and I remember I was kind of, it was kind of miffed because I thought, wait a minute, that obvious? <laughs> How could you say something like that about your own son? But uh, it was difficult for her too, but it didn't take her long to come around. Right. How was that conversation? Uh... There wasn't much of a conversation about it. She just said that she knew and she had known for a long time. And all she wanted, her biggest wish was that she said, when I on my deathbed, the only thing I want is to know that I'm leaving behind children that are happy and productive citizens. That's really sweet. Yeah. And of course, that was your grandmother. You, you yeah. uh, knew her too. Yes, of course. But um, and the thing about it, the funny thing about it is, later on in her life, she was friends with neighbors and guys down the street. All of them were gay, <laughs> and she spent more time with them than she did with other people. She traveled with them. So anyway, yeah, that helped. <laughs> right. So how did coming out come go with um, other family members and friends? Well, you know, I never really told anybody. I mean, said anything. I think it was just generally known. You know, by people because I don't remember telling either of my sisters making a big announcement. Right. Now it's different. Now people have like parties. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How have you seen the community change over time? Um, for one thing, I think it's been less. When I was growing up, it was very closet and very clubbish. Uh, we had our own bars and we had our own clicks and things like that. And it was very, not mysterious, but very hush-hush. Uh, it isn't like that today anymore. In fact, you find very few gay bars like there used to be. Just They're pretty mixed now. You have a lot of straight people going to gay bars, uh, which wasn't the case then. Which is a... And, uh, Huh? That's a that's a scandalous topic, though. A lot of people don't like that the straight people go into the gay bars, which is I feel like reasonable. 
Yeah, it was felt like uh, pretty much like black and white. You know, go to your own your own bars, but uh, it was very much that way. In fact, they didn't in a lot of the bars that I went to. You didn't even have lesbians going to men's bars. They had their own bars, and uh, yeah. Yeah, a couple of women would venture in. Just like you had some men that would venture into the women's clubs. And uh, yeah, in a way it was kind of fun. Right. At, at the same time. But anyway, that's, that's all changed today. You know, you don't have that same type of feeling. And you don't have the militants like you used to have. And um, I think that society in general has become more or less accepting, but inured to it. Mm -hmm. It's no big deal anymore. Got to most know. people, it's no big deal anymore. There so. will always be the people that are not accepting, but right. have you faced any of that? No, uh, strangely enough, I have never, ever, well, yes, I did, just once, but um, it was sort of in passing, but I've never personally experienced any, any backlash. Would you mind telling me about it, the just once? Oh, um, I, as there was a time, I, um, my dad and his wife used to square dance. <laughs> and um, when I was growing up, I thought, oh, God, I'd never do that. People had, I won't take the time here to tell you, people had totally the wrong idea about square dancing. Today. Oh, no, I'd love to hear your opinions on square dancing. Um, but square dancing, um, well, today it has all sorts of levels from beginners all the way to very, very difficult, where it's a mind thing. And uh, that's what I enjoy about it, is you work your way through all these levels. Um, anyway, I had done that over the years, over 20 years or something. I worked my way way up the chain at Square Dancing, but I wanted to uh, surprise my dad and his wife. This is when we were talking again. Um, my dad and his wife with, uh, to show him that I Square Danced, I, he didn't know. Somebody told him that I did and he said, no, nah, nah, not, not my son, that's not my son. He said, I think it is. Yeah, I think it is. And uh, I showed up there and they were surprised. But there were a couple of people at that dance which were kind of snarky. They weren't, nothing you could put your finger on. You're right, just you uh, knew. Type of thing where they could say, oh, I was just joking. Mm. But anyway, you know how people will joke about something and then say well, it was just a joke, but they were right. They said it. Many a truth is said in jest. 
That's what it is. Um, yeah. Oh, so my mother, I'm talking about my mother. Uh, my mother had a different reaction because she didn't want to lose her, her son. My dad, however, was totally different. Uh, my dad and I ended up not speaking, not seeing, having no contact whatsoever for 20 years. Wow. Yeah, because he wouldn't. Um, we finally reconciled and he apologized, you know, for all the time lost and everything. But yeah, that was, uh, and I just told myself, uh, well, that's the price you have to pay, I guess. How was that on you emotionally? Mm. Well, I would like to have had a dad when it was important that I did. And I guess it's always important that you have your father. But uh, I think from the time you're uh, 20, yeah, 20, 20 to 40 is when it was. Um, it would have been nice. Right. It's a big chunk of your life. Yeah. And uh, I had a heart attack at 40. And I ended up in the hospital. And uh, that, was, that was when he came around. My mother finally called him. Mm. And she said, enough of this BS. <laughs> Your son is in the hospital. We don't know if he's going to live or not. That sounds like her. And you're sitting there with your petty dick. You get on that phone and you call him, or better yet, you get down there and see him. And uh, he did. And uh, it got slowly better after that. Because he had had time to think about it. When he realized that I was not um, some promiscuous person, uh, he seemed to be impressed by the fact that I had been with somebody for many years by that time. Uh, and that seemed to make a difference. Did he like Glenn? Yeah. Yeah. He, uh, in fact, he asked Glenn to call him dad. Oh. But uh, Glenn was uncomfortable with that. that he said, I already have a dad. Really. <laughs> you know. And, uh, but that's funny. And, um, yeah. And my mother loved Glenn. Yes. But, uh, in fact, there's a story I like to tell about. We were having a dinner party, <clears throat> and um, the phone rang, and Glenn went and answered the phone. And he was on there about 10, 15 minutes later. He comes back to the table, and I said, what? Where? What was that? And so he said, oh, that was just your mom. <laughs> and I said, my mother, what's your mom? Why, why didn't you uh, let me know? And he said, 
She didn't ask for you. <laughs> she had called in for some advice about something and they chit-chatted for a while. And that's the way it was, isn't it? So fortunately, neither of us <clears throat> had to uh, the family problem, you know, with nasty families. And uh, my now mother-in-law, she's deceased, but uh, she was very much like that too. She was, uh, you know, she loved, loved me and yeah, we were very lucky that way. Definitely. Yeah. So you've been together for how many years again? Uh, this next month will be 48. Wow. So, okay. Do you have any marital advice for everyone? <laughs> yeah. You got to compromise. Yes. You gotta, it's like raising kids. You have to compromise and you have to choose the hill you're going to die on. <laughs> Some, a, when you argue. Yeah, some things are just not worth right. a big argument. So uh, do, you, do you or Quinn know any gay kids in your high school? Yeah, definitely. Quite a bit. What does your marriage look like today, day-to-day -to -day life? Um, we're both retired. And um, it's a combination of that and where we live. Uh, like I told you, we live in Oak Harbor, on uh, the outskirts of Oak Harbor, overlooking Saratoga Passage and Crescent Bay. So um, I rarely leave home. And the only time we leave home is to go to Safeway or uh, to get supplies. And uh, I rarely leave home because I love it here <laughs> at home. And uh, yeah, we lead a very quiet, peaceful existence. What does your day-to-day -day look like, hobbies-wise? Um, Glenn works an awful lot around here on the house. He's been remodeling well. He, he tore out all the floors and laid all tile, ceramic tile. Uh, he painted all the rooms. Uh, that's Glenn. He likes to keep busy. Like my mom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm the other way. I uh, enjoy the fruits of his labors. <laughs> But I also watch a lot, in fact, maybe too much TV. And uh, <laughs> I read a lot. So, nice. Yeah, it's pretty quiet and peaceful. We have no real schedule. I'm to bed at 10 and up at 9. So. Uh. <laughs> well. Two dogs. Oh, yes. How are they? Oh, they're great. Just great little Karen Terriers. <laughs> They're old now, aren't they? Uh, eight. Okay. Middle age. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Thank you so much for talking to me. Oh, I enjoyed it. It's the first time anybody's ever asked me questions. <laughs>